Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy the message. Well, tonight I'm going to talk about giving the Word, God's Word, first place. Amen. No, that's, you know, you're, if, if you're like me, you've got a lot of things on your plate. There's always something going on, something to do. But saints, we cannot let go of the Word. And I'm talking about giving the Word first place. Amen. So we have to make time for the Word. If you think, well, I'm just going to wait until I get some time that's freed up, then I'll get... No, you're going to have to create, make some time for the living Word of God. Saints, it had changed your life. We're not talking about any word. We're not talking about some fables. No, we're talking about the living Word of God. It's energizing. It's powerful. And that's what we're going to talk about. Putting the Word first. Saints, you get that Word in, it'll do things. It'll start changing things. Things you thought, well, it just looks like nothing's changed, but you just stick with it. You stick with it, it will change. A lot of times... You know, I've been talking about uh, the word as a as a as a, it's progressive. I mean, when when the children of Israel, God told the children of Israel this. He said, "You're going to take the land, not one big bite. It's going to be little by little." We're talking about the promised land. He said, "You're going to take the promised land little by little by little. You're going to take it." But it's going to be a, a process. We went to a restaurant. I'll get to a message right here about this. We went to a restaurant in Newburgh. What was it? Prime Rib or Prime? Prime Time. Prime time. <laughs> and I got the biggest burger they had. Yeah, I did too. And, uh, <laughs> and I looked at that thing. I thought, this will be a process. <laughs> bite by bite, little by little. And I did it. <laughs> and I did it. I was not going to take it home. You, you would think it would be impossible for me to eat that. That thing probably weighed a pound and a half. I don't know. Two pounds. I don't know. I did it. Now, don't ask me what happened 30 minutes later after I ate it. I was, I was moaning and groaning. Amen. Amen. Turn with me to 1 Thess- Thessalonians chapter 2. Hallelujah. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, and we'll get started, and then we'll, then we'll uh, go to Hebrews chapter 4. But he, uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13, you got it? It says, For this reason we also thank God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it, not as a word of, from man, but as in truth, the word of God, which also effectively, effectual, uh, King James says effectually, worketh in you who believe. Yeah. Now that, <clears throat> the saints, like I said before, you see right here, they received the word. Now, King James says they welcomed the word. In other words, they accepted and honored the word. 
And when you do that, you're giving place for the word in you. Listen, if, if, if the governor walked in, this, walked in here right now, we would give him Republican or Democrat, doesn't matter. We would give him the front row seat, wouldn't we? We wouldn't stick him in a nursery. You know, help us out a little bit, change a diaper, do something. He is a public servant. Okay, okay. But anyway, but we honor him. Now listen, now if we would honor a man in a natural office, how much more should we honor God, his word in our lives? Nothing should supersede the word. Now, I don't care what they tell me. I don't care what what the government tells me. But if it goes against the grain or goes against the word, guess what? I'm not doing it. I don't care who it is. I'm not doing it. See, I'm honoring the word. I'm not honoring man over the word. I'm honoring the word over man. The word's first over everything. It trumps everything. Hallelujah. Now, notice, notice here. Um, at towards the end, or let's just read it last part. It says, which worketh, which, I'm sorry, which effectively works in you who believe. And that word believe in the Western, you got to listen to it. Now, the Western mindset, we got this, we got this thought in our minds. <clears throat> well, you know, I heard that before. I, uh, you know, Pastor, Pastor Mark's preached on that before. Um, yeah, I know it. But, you may think you believe it, but actually, you got information. Because until you act on it, that's all it is. The Eastern mind, mindset is what you believe is what you do. If you're not doing it, you just got information. So a lot of times we say, well, you know, you have to really watch this because because a lot of times we'll 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 kind of repeat our messages. But that's all for a reason. Because there's a lot of things like Pastor Mark said, he listened to Kenneth Hagin over and over. And he still got something out of it. There's revelation. I mean, there's depths of revelation. That's what the Holy Spirit does. So. So we, so we believe in order to do. And when you're doing what you're doing, you're giving the word first place by doing what the word says. And let's, let's go back. It says, effectively works in you. Now, I got written down. The Greek says um, to be that word Effectively works means to be energized. We get the word energy from that word. So in a, in, in a uh, Passion Bible says, and the word continues to be energizing force in you who believe. In other words, continues to be an energy, continues to be an energized force. That, that means not like the Energizer Bunny you see on TV, which will eventually run down. The Word of God has energy, more than enough energy. There is no such thing 
as, as God's word running out juice. It has more than enough to carry you over. It has more than enough to change your circumstances. Whatever you're facing tonight, the word of God is energized, powerful enough to change anything you're facing, saints. Listen, he's going to do it through you. Now, people, I come across people all the time. They want God to do things. They're looking over here, over there. No, he's going to do it through you. God has given each and every one of us the measure of faith. Don't ever say you don't have faith. You got the measure of faith. The question is, are you a doer? The question is, are you flex? Are you are you working your muscles? Because faith is like a muscle. And every time you do the word, saying you are actually honoring God. Lord, He is so good to us. See, you can say, you can say, well, Pastor Chuck, I believe. Well, even the demons believe, right? James 2 talks about you do well. Well, even the demons believe. But you know what? They're not being saved. No. But saints, we believe and we act on it and we're being changed from glory to glory. We're going faith to faith. That's what the word, we behold him. It's changing us. It's transforming us, saints. We're moving up and forward. There is no such thing as the body of Christ at you going backwards. There's only one place to go and that's forward. Hallelujah. Amen. Now turn with me to, um, let's see, I'm going to go, he, uh, Hebrews chapter 4. You know, it's, the Word of God is full of power. It is full. There is no such thing as the Word ever lacking power. You know, we, my wife and I, the last house we were at, <clears throat> we, we were... Um, trying to get a light to come on in the, in the family room. And I had the switch turned on and nothing. And, and then I, I checked, it was plugged in. I, and Joanne came in and she said, what, 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 it doesn't work? And I can't figure it out. The switch, I got the switch on, it's plugged in. I don't understand what's going on. And she goes, well, okay, is, is, is the switch on? The actual lamp. I go, honey, I checked it all. I, I, I know what I'm doing. Yes, yes. By the time she flipped it on and she turned it on. Well, you, you just got to walk away from that. You forget about it. It's just why I have a bad day. But the point is, you got to have, for the power is there. The energy was there, is there. But the switch has to be turned on. So, saints, we got to make sure the switch is turned on. As Kenneth Hagin used to say, make sure the, your faith switch is on. All this power is at our disposal. All the energy God has in His Word is for us. But we've got to keep that faith switch on to activate it. 
And the one main ways you're going to activate it, basically the first step is you're going to start saying some things. I mean, the, the Bible is, is loaded with, with this example. You got it. If your mouth's not moving, I'm just be honest with you. If your mouth isn't moving, how in the world can you expect a mountain to move? I mean, you got it. It's, it's the basic elementary step is to get your mouth moving with the word. Give voice to the word. Come on. All right. Uh, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Okay. Verse 12. You there? It says, For the word of God is living and powerful. We'll stop right there. For the word of God is living and powerful. Now, that word powerful is exact, almost, it's from the same Greek root word as uh, the word energy, or we get the word energy, or energize. It's the same thing. And I think the Amplified Bible says superhuman power. In other words, it's not, it's not anything you're doing. It's the words working in you, energizing you to go forth, energizing you to do the works of Jesus, energizing you, the body of Christ, to do His works. It's the Word, it says there, it's alive. It's alive. And saints, it's alive in you. It's not, some, it's not something that should be. Here's the problem. Since God has given us the measure of faith, we all have faith, so don't ever say you don't have faith, but here's the thing. Your faith could be covered up with unbelief. It could be covered up just because you're not using it. It's just sort of laying dormant. You, hear, you know what I'm saying? So you gotta, you gotta blow the dust off, get rid of the unbelief, and start standing on the word. I'm not saying you're not, but I'm just saying, saying there's always opportunities, always opportunities to use the word. And we're going to talk about that in just a minute. But it says living and powerful. But if you're not, if you're not mixing your faith with it, look at verse 2. It says, For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. So he's talking about the children of Israel. They heard the news, the good news, but didn't do them any good. They they failed to plug in to the source. Could you imagine, saints, could you imagine Moses coming up? Let's just say Moses will come here and preach every Every Sunday. That'd be pretty awesome, wouldn't it? Come in here and preach. Moses, the guy who 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 God worked through all those signs and wonders in Egypt. You know, he comes to the Red Sea and he lifts up the staff or lifts up the staff and holds it and stretches out his hand and, and then the sea divides up. They walk on dry ground. I mean, think about it. I mean, this guy's got it going on. I mean, God's using him. He's He's got it. Amen. They go across the Red Sea, and they get across, and he takes his hand, and he sort of does the, 
the wave over the and it and it comes back and destroys the enemy. Hey, this guy, this this hey. The, the people that were harassing you, keeping you in bondage, are gone. You Surely they will be happy campers. There surely won't be no griping and complaining. I mean, Moses, it says they heard. They heard. And not only did they hear the word preach, but they also, saw, they also saw all these signs and wonders. I mean, I do not understand how you could not see the Red Sea part. And then three, two or three days later, forget all about it. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I just want to go back. I mean, how in the world could that even happen? Is that... Something is not connecting. The elevator is not going. It's stuck someplace in here. But they never plugged in. They heard. There is no excuses for them. They end up staying in the wilderness. All this power, all this, I mean, the working power of God was in manifestation. But see, we know faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Of course, like them, we have a responsibility to take the word that's preached, that's been taught, and, is, and, and do something with it. We're to be doers. Say, I'm a doer, I'm a doer. of the word. That's giving honor. I know I sound like a, a broken record, but I'm, I'm just telling you. I am so confident. Saints, I, the Word works. It works. There is no such thing as a failure in the Word. There is no such thing as, you know, the Word just not working for me. No, it's working mightily in you. you got to confess the Word, what the Word, how it's written. It's working in me. It's working in you mightily. Just one word caused Peter to walk on the water. One word. But he gave honor to the word by stepping out on the word. That word kept him up. The very problem that was trying to take him down, they're walking on it. Enemy trying to take him down, Peter says, let me come, let, if that's you, Jesus, let me come to you. And Jesus said, well, Jesus says, okay, come, come. Was that a hard thing for God? No. Did, that, did the lights go dim in heaven? No. Hold it, Peter, hold it, hold it, hold it. We're getting a black out here, hold it. Okay, now come, hurry, quick, make it quick, 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 quick. Saints, all of them could have got out of that boat. All 12 could have got out of that boat and had a good time. Now, I thank God Peter got out of the boat. I thank God for that. That's neat. Hallelujah. Now, see, now here's the thing. We know the word works. We know that the word's true. It is truth. 
The Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And of course, that's the only, the, the true word, God's truth is what you actually do. Okay, so here's the thing. You ask, well, well, Pastor Chuck, how do I know if I'm in faith? How do I know that I'm really, you know, responding the way I should? Well, we just talked about it. The first way you're going to know, and usually it's going to be under pressure, because usually when things are going good, yeah, everybody has a good confession. Everything's going good, you know. My wife's treating me right. She's cooking, you know, you know, the fried chicken and all that. I mean, everything's going smooth. But what happens when things get a little rough, when the pressure gets on? That's when you can tell what's in your heart. That's when you can tell really what you believe. Because what's coming out your mouth is going to re- is usually is the first thing. To, it's like a pressure cooker. You hear that? My mom used to do a lot of cannon. I mean, that's what I, lots. And that little pressure cooker had that little valve on it. And, and once it started building up pressure, <laughs> letting up that steam. Well, what's coming out of your mouth is steam. Mm-hmm. It's either going to be the steam that glorifies God or it's going to be steam that's, that's negative. It's going to reveal really what you have. Because the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what's in abundance is going to... Now, I'm not saying every little thing you say. James said, be slow in your... In, just, be, just take it slow. Don't be... You know, some things, events happen just before you shoot off the mouth. Because some of those thoughts are not your thoughts. Don't give voice. Just slow it down. Don't speak everything you're thinking of in the heat of the moment. You just got to say, chill out. You guys got to chill out. Relax. But how you respond in those heated times will, will reveal, and you can do a quick examining of yourself if you're in the faith or not. It's, it's pretty elementary stuff, right? Okay, let's, t- let's look at this. Let's turn to, uh, let's, let's go to Numbers chapter 9. So they're in the heat of the moment. Numbers 9. Uh, no, I'm sorry. 14. Numbers 14. And let's go to, let's just go verse 1. You got it? And it says, So all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried, and the people wept that night. That's what you call a pity party. And all the children of Israel complained, man, against Moses and Aaron. And the whole congregation said to them, it's unbelievable. If only we had died in the land of Egypt, or if only we had died in the wilderness, why has God brought us into this land to fall by the sword? Our wives and children should be, why should our wives and children become victims? Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? So they said to one to another, let us select a leader and return to Egypt. 
Now, how bad can that get? I mean, like I said, how could that be? That's amazing. Under pressure, things ain't going just right. I heard a minister say this years ago. One of the main problems, not anyone here, one of the main problems for Christians is they don't want to go through anything. A lot of it is it's because we live in America, and man, we got it made. We are so blessed from God, His blessings. It, I think we, 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 we and really, and I, I'm, I, I'm the same way. We don't know really how good we have it. And I know if I've never been to a third world or, you know, you know Pastor Mark goes on mission trips, but the only place I've been on a mission trip is Kentucky. Anyway, so then, then, of course, when I get back to Indiana, I go, man, we got it made here. <laughs> but, but, saints, we, we got to, we, we got to, we can't allow this to happen. We got the word. We got the, we got the, we got the, the old and the new, new covenant right before our eyes. We, this should not happen. But I want you to look. So their, their response was in the negative. All right? They're, they're going to get what they say. They're just the law, seed time and harvest. They're, they're going to get what they're saying here. But look at how Caleb responds. Look at Joshua and Caleb. They're going through the same circumstances. They're seeing the same giants. They're looking at the same land. But they're coming back with a whole nother report. It's like it's opposite. It is opposite. God called the ten spies their, their report, report evil. Well, they just reported what they saw. Joshua and Caleb came back and they reported. Now get this. Now look at verse 30, chapter 13. This is how Caleb responds. I'm telling you, this guy is energized. This guy wants to move out. Have you ever had those, um, what is it, Hundle, six-hour energy drinks? It's called six-hour energy drink. I made a mistake one time. I drank the whole bottle. I didn't think I'd ever calm down. I was looking for things to do. It's like, after that, you know, I, I learned that just like a third is playing. Anyway, but Caleb in verse 30 here is not on some type of energy drink. He is drinking in the word or taking in the word. He's got some energy in him. It's better than the six hour thing. This is, this, this is energy that, that take him into the promised land. This guy, this guy wants to go. <clears throat> he goes, um, and Caleb quieted the people. This is his response, saints. This is his response seeing the same thing. He says here, he says, and Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go at once 
and take possession, for we are well able to overcome. Now, what's up with that? How in the world could we have one report? We're doomed. We're basically dead if we stay here. We better go back to Egypt, get back in bondage. How could one and Caleb come and say, let's go at once. What are we doing? We're standing around talking and debating. Let's get this train moving. Come on. Now look at what he says in back to uh, chapter 14. Look at verse, let's skip on down to verse 9. It says, only do not rebel. This is Joshua and Caleb. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land. Now get this. This is what I'm trying to get, saints. The people of the land, for they are our bread. Now, what is he trying to say? They saw the same thing. The ten said, we can't do it. We're not able. The giants are too big. Nope. And then you got these two guys full of energy. In other words, the word of God in them producing that energy within themselves. Listen, it's, in other words, they're bold. The word's doing something on the inside. They're wanting to take the land now. Let's don't debate. What are you talking about debate? There's no debate. We got the word. Now listen, he says they are like our, they'll be like bread to us. So now think about this. What's bread? Bread is food. It's nutrition. So he's he's refining the giants or renaming, refining as bread. He's calling them bread. Now think of this. So if bread's bread's nutrition, it's 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 nutritional. It's we grow. So they're saying these giants are our bread. We're actually going to grow. In other words, faith is a muscle. That challenge, that giant is nothing but food for our muscle. Our faith muscles. You understand what I'm saying? In other words, faith muscles to grow. In other words, as we take on these giants, something's going to happen because we're exercising faith in the Word of God. In other words, being a doer of the Word, come on, they're, they're energizing, something's happening, it's producing faith muscles, energy. Not only, say, we, we work out all the time. No, no pardon, I, I, I don't work out. <laughs> Some of you younger guys work out. Pastor Mark probably works out. I don't know. No. He's going to. That's good. That's a good thing. We're going to. That sounds better. But I don't even think about it, actually. But anyway. You're free. But, but the, you, know, you know, you work out to do what? To build muscles. To grow muscles. You, you, muscles got to be stretched, worked. 
They're saying, these guys, these guys are nothing but opportunities for our faith muscles to grow. Opportunity. You facing a challenge? Everyone is. We all, marriage, uh, you know, maybe the wife's not cooking fried chicken and, and doing all these good things for you. You know, there's some issues here. We don't talk about that. <laughs> I would have figured that out. But he saw the giants as opportunities. So whatever you're facing, you've got to look at it as an opportunity to, to use your, your faith muscles, to, to exercise your measure of faith. You've got faith, but you just got to work. You know, the same people we read in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, the very same people in chapter, or the second, excuse me, in the second book of Thessalonians, they worked their muscles. In other words, Paul said, your faith groweth exceedingly. Faith doesn't grow unless you work out. Your faith muscles don't just all of a sudden show up. Just, just like in the natural, I'm not gonna have. I'm not gonna wake up tomorrow morning. I guarantee it. With my, with added muscles to my bicep, that's not happening, because I didn't. I never worked it out. Same way spiritually. If you don't work as being a doer of the word, your 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 spiritual muscles are not growing. What he's trying to say, Pastor Chuck, I'm saying, when you're facing a challenge, look at it as an opportunity. It's bread for my spiritual man. It's bread. Now, when you're facing an issue, obviously you're going to get word on it. You're going to get the word. In other words, get in the word, get some scriptures, meditation, study it, pray over it. Ponder until it gets on the inside of you. Build that confidence up. Then, you, then, then you're ready to, to release. And that may take a while, but the Word always works. We all have issues. We all, we all, what I'm saying is when you're looking and facing a problem, just say to yourself, praise God. Now listen, God's not sending the trial. He's not sending the giants to you. He's not doing, he's not doing all that. But He's allowing those challenges to come to you. Listen, we live in the world system, right? Jesus said, in the world you will have tribulations, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So we could be of, of good courage. So, so, so when you're facing a challenge, just it's an opportunity. Hallelujah, it's an opportunity to grow, to move on up. Just like David. Come on. He just didn't show up on the battlefield. Okay, Goliath, let's get it on. Come on. No, he wasn't ready for Goliath. 
God had to get him ready. What? Other opportunities came his way. So what was the first opportunity? A lion came up. Remember? David rehearsed the, his past victories. And the first, first thing he talked about is explaining to Saul. He talked about the lion. The lion took one of the sheep, right? How did you think David responded to that? Oh, 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 lion, Mr. Lion, drop that sheep. Drop, lion. Oh, well. I'm telling you, I guarantee you, because he had a heart after God, I guarantee you there was a holy anger rising up in him. See, the Bible talks about don't let the sun go down on your anger. When, when, when the enemy's in, try, trying to steal stuff from you, there ought to be a holy anger rise up in you. Right. Don't let the sun go down with the enemy stealing your stuff. Do something. If you don't do anything, the sun goes down and time goes on, guess what? The enemy now has a foothold. You gave place to the enemy because you didn't do anything. Do something. Use your faith. It was an opportunity. David sees the lion. He gets up and he runs and kills the lion. What's the lion? It's bread. It was an opportunity for to work his muscles, faith muscles. He's growing. Now, if he wouldn't have done anything, his faith would have stayed dormant. It had been the same. Well, I just sing songs to God. That's all good, right? But there's a time to sing, there's a time to praise, and there's a time to go and get. Then the bear came, right? The same thing. He, I mean, really, you think about it. You take on a bear, I mean, that's hard to imagine. Well, Pastor Chuck, he's anointed. So are you. You got the greater one living. Hold it now. Living on the inside of you. You got the Word. Living. The living Word on the inside of you. You got the same power that raised Jesus from the, from the grave living on the inside of you. The same power. That same power quicken you. Not only for the rapture, but it's... Uh, It'll quicken your mortal body. I believe, I'm not there yet, but I believe you can live, I, you can live in divine health. I'm not there. I'm working on that. But the bear comes. He wrestles the bear. and That's amazing. That's the anointing. He takes care of the bear. What's the bear? It's another, another piece of bread, right? He's growing. Now... See, all these challenges, God didn't send them, but God used them to train David. Those challenges were opportunities. And saints, when you, like I said, when you're facing a problem, an issue, just consider it an opportunity for you to be promoted. It's an opportunity to flex your muscles, to grow. Then here comes, I tell you, God sets this up, Right? Goliath now comes on the stage. This is not by accident. God's got this planned out. Oh, it's just, this is the way it worked out. It's all, it's rigged. 
We come out on top every time. If you just go with the word, give the word first place, you'll be on top. Promotion, everything, everything falls in line. Goliath shows up. Now listen, another opportunity. What is, what, what is he? He's another, uh, I would say another piece, but he is a loaf. He is a loaf of bread. Someone left, you are, that's big loaf. Something happened here. I don't know what happened, but you're way too big. He ate that loaf, and it was promotion time. Now, how did all this happen? He gave honor. They gave honor to the Word. Amen. Put the Word first. Amen. You see a challenge? Put the Word first. Act on the Word. Saints, you always come up on top. Amen. Yeah. Always. We are the anointed ones. We are Christ in us, the hope of glory. Saints, we... Like I say, it's rigged. It really is rigged. All we have to do, and it's so simple, but yet, I'm not going to stand up and say, well, it's the easiest thing you ever do. The thing is, you have to deal with the flesh. You have to deal with reasonings. Listen, when God, when God told, when God told, who was that? Oh, Peter. When God told Peter to launch out into the deep. Now, see, that's now there's a lot of times God will just stretch you. He would just stretch your faith. Now, Peter, I want you to launch out into the deep. And lower your, your net, nets for a catch. I may be paraphrasing this. I don't know. And Peter comes back and he explains how hard he worked and how they worked all night. And, but, but he says, nevertheless, at thy word, he's given honor to the word, I will. Lower the net. Even though in his mind, the reasoning factor is not making sense. The reasoning factor, he's probably saying something like this. Why didn't you show up last night? I could have used you last night when I was working hard. But now it's morning. I'm tired. I, you know, now you want me to go out to see your reasoning factor. Well, why didn't he show up last night? Why would he wait till now? Don't reason it. Grace and truth just spoke to you. Launch out into the deep. Lower your net for, nets for a catch. And Peter, thank God, Peter finally comes around and says, Nevertheless, at thy word, I will lower the net. Well, did it work? It worked out great, didn't it? Well, he messed up. He supposed to lower two nets or whatever. He just lowered one. Well, in some translation, it said net. It says nets. So, well, however you want to debate. But anyway, it worked. 
His boat loaded. See, God's honoring him because he honored God. You take this step to honor him. He's waiting. God, that's a little story. I don't want to get off. I don't want to get too far. He's honored. He honored the words of Jesus. He launched out. Listen, that means, like I said, you're going to have to stretch your faith. It could be a job. God's dealing with you a job. Launch out. Well, you know, it's, it's this, this, and that. Launch out. Have you tried? Have you sent applications out? you got to do everything you know to do. Put the Word on it. Come on. God, a lot of times God's waiting on us to, to launch. He's waiting on us. See, uh, he, and, and, and God, God uses, almost in my experience, it's always that still, just a still small voice. And if you've if you got a lot of stuff going on, you'll miss it. His voice is so still, so soft. If you've got a lot of chaos, you've you got to get away from that and get alone with God. Lord, what are you trying to tell me? You, what now? You, you want me to launch out and do this? Listen. Listen, you got to do what Mary said. Mary said, whatever he says to you, do it. You mean I got to fill up all six, six barrels, six, what were they? Water pots? I got to fill all those up? Are you kidding me? Could we just fill up one quarter of the way and just try it out and see if it works first before we go with all this problem? Listen, that's just wisdom. See, it's, see, you'd be surprised how we can reason things out of our blessing. Just do what he says to do. Fill all six of them up to the brim. Then draw out. See, so you, you can make, the point is, God has sent, not God don't send, but when challenges come your way, saints, act on the word. Give honor to God. Amen. 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 I think the, sh- the plane has landed. <laughs> the Lord's so good. I tell you, the Lord, Lord has a way. God has a way of challenging you. God has a way of stretching your faith. And if we'll just listen, there's always opportunities. And, and I believe, if we'll, if we'll listen real close, God will just on purpose stretch you out, stretch your faith out so much that you will say, uh, I can't do that. And God will say, yes, I know. That's why I want you to do it in my name. Do it based on my word. I know you can't do it, but on my word, you can. So what's the Lord doing? Stretching your faith. He wants you to grow more than you do. Amen. Amen. That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening.